This week, we're thinking about Juneteenth, the summer solstice, and the Shemitah year, which is still underway, and looking for ways we can all make the most of the lessons we glean from those holidays and from the summer season in general. This is Jews Talk Racial Justice with April and Tracy, a weekly show hosted by April Baskin and Tracy Guy Decker. In a complex world, change takes courage. Wholehearted relationships can keep us accountable. Drums, please. <laughs> I can't quite do it, but that's my that's my version of uh, Will Smith and Jazzy Jeff's uh, summertime song opening to it. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, the spring, this, that spring, spring is drawing to a close and or has drawn to a close depending upon when you listen to this episode and summer, the summer equinox is upon us. When is it again? Precisely Tracy, the 21st of June. I think yes, the 21st. Yes. Okay. So that is something that is sacred and significant. And this is the last ish season because it does. I think the high holidays happen toward the end of summer-ish. Well, it depends on the each year or whether it's the fall or this. It's a little bit of both. It's like around mm-hmm. that time. Um, but there's a couple different themes here that we want to weave. We've done some prep. I, you know, uh, brainstorm different ideas. We've decided just to weave together what organically emerges in our exchange, which seems fun. Um, I also want to name that... Uh, Juneteenth is <clears throat> is also proximate to when this episode is going live. So happy Juneteenth to the United States and to people who um, celebrate and to those who are still trying to figure out what it looks like to celebrate and honor Juneteenth in their practice. Um, I think we've talked about this holiday at least once, if not twice, on the episode. So I don't know if we want to explicitly dive deep on that. And I think we want to go more general here in terms of broader themes of acknowledging that it's summertime and what does that mean in different ways? And also honoring, I think, more of the broader, some of the broader messages to me that arise from Juneteenth around um, acknowledging the fact that it was just last year it's it's still pretty new that this is, is something that is federally, that this um, national experience of actually not all, but most Black folks getting word of being free, uh, that is something that collectively is a national holiday around, um, for the most part, as we've also discussed in terms of the vice expose about actually, in some cases, in the Deep South, um, enslavement conditions running through the 60s in this country, in 1960s. Um, in certain parts uh, of the country. But I'm interested about this juxtaposition or this balancing of holding the start of um, this vibrant, energetic, nourishing season um, that in, for a number of folks, although not always, is uh, professionally or in other certain ways a slower pace for certain parents, depending upon where their kids are, maybe a slower pace or a more intense pace if their kids are home versus at camp. Um, and with regard to Juneteenth, and I'm not sure that I fully finished that thought, um, and racial justice, well, the ways that that invites us to think about how our 
Black folks in this country, and there are a lot of ways, still in Mitzrayim, still aren't free, still don't have access to um, equity and justice. And also, relatedly, what are the ways that our country collectively doesn't fully have access to justice and consistent safety? And as you know, Tracy, <laughs> um, I believe that that these things are deeply intertwined, that the legacy of racism and enslavement and gerrymandering and violence um, being condoned in a number of ways is, um, is are the grandparents are the roots of, of our issues with um, lack of gun legislation and control and the um, epidemic of, of gun violence that's um, hurting so many facets of our society. And so I want to hold this juxtaposition of vibrance and fruit and the potential to take a break and what does it look like to care for ourselves um, and also holding and potentially engaging um, perhaps in a similar way or a different way, still being in conversation about this need for justice and the work that we need to collectively do. I think around the time that this um, episode will go live, I think there, um, it looks like there's going to be a march on Washington um, about, uh, I'm blanking on the name. So I don't know if you want to help me here. The, I, I don't uh, know. About addressing the issue of, of, um, Oh, is it another March for our lives? Yes. Thank you. Thank you. That's it. I was, yes, thank you. And I had that, but I was thinking maybe I was wrong. I was overanalyzing it. Thank you. I think that there's another upcoming March for our lives around the time that this episode will go live. So holding that. And finally, this is my last bit of framing and Tracy, I want to turn it over to you, please is, um, also acknowledging that it's summertime and this is the last season, the last few months before we approach the high holidays and approach the conclusion of this sacred Shemitah year. And so we just wanted to have a moment with you to share a number of reflections at the start of summer to inspire you to make the most of this season in terms of nourishment and joy and celebrating the success, the, the survival, first of all, and success that a number of us and thriving in the areas where we have it in our lives um, and how we want to tend to ourselves and rest and also noticing that um, progress toward justice is still very much an in, in process <laughs> process. And so how do we continue to hold, hold that um, and leverage the inspiration and nourishment that summer time can bring us in a variety of ways Um directly or indirectly to be in service of our broader justice work. I'm really eager <laughs> to hear from you, Tracy. <laughs> There's I have so many things Ooh, I'm hey. thinking from the, the very, very specific to much broader, like in the, in the very specific, just, just last night, actually. Um, and we're recording this a couple weeks before it goes live, but already it, is feeling like summer. And my daughter told me at bedtime last night, she was like, the sun is tricking me because it doesn't look like bedtime, but it feels like bedtime. <laughs> so, so <laughs> I had a similar thought she last night, I actually. Said, <laughs> I said, yeah, the sun is tricky sometimes. 
but um but the the bigger thing that that's pointing to that that is in all of the things that you just named that we're currently holding um and in the shmita year and in the you know sort of the nourishment there's there's sometimes that that i don't want to call it a disconnect because that's the wrong word but but it's certainly a distinction between sort of our individual lives and what we need and what we do and the meaning we make of it and then what's happening out there um you know with the equinox mm. and with other things and it, and and how Society. something that could be and one of the things that I was really thinking about when we were thinking about Juneteenth and and those um freed but didn't know it um folks in in Galveston when they finally got the news and also I'm thinking about watch night on um, New Year's Eve when um, the Emancipation Proclamation was meant to take effect and it became it, it became a, a ritual to stay up uh, New Year's Eve to taste the first the first taste, the first smells, the first senses of freedom um, when that piece of that, that you know that executive order Full whatever the actual term is for the proclamation right. And, and I was thinking about that. And so, and those, those, that community in Galveston on Juneteenth, all those years ago and around the country on watch night. And the fact that as huge as that was in terms of meaning for those people, there were others for whom it was just a Tuesday or whatever day. I, I don't know, actually know what day of the week, uh, June 19th was in 1860, whatever. But, um, but sort of the distinction in the meaning and the bigger picture. And even the, even today, as you pointed out, this is only the second year that we will have had Juneteenth as a federal holiday. And what meaning are we making of it as a, as a whole society? Like, are we making meaning of it? Are we just treating it as a day off or another excuse for sales like Memorial day or veterans day or labor day or like all the sales holidays. Um, So those are some of the things that are, that are swirling for me um, in as I listen to you sort of lay out the framing of where everything is and, and, and in terms of, um, Shemitah and summertime and abundance and when we, when we first talked about Shemitah, which we, we replayed recently, just heads up as an MVP. I don't know if you noticed that, but our Shemitah year <laughs> episode was just a couple weeks ago. It was one of our MVP episodes. But one of the things that we talked about was sort of imagining what um, fallow looks like in our much less agrarian world. Um, and I'm, I'm coming back to that as well and thinking about mm-hmm. um, fallow and reminding myself as I did then that fallow and barren are not the same uh, fallow does not mean barren. It just means less tended or less. I, I almost think of it as a preciousness. That's the way I've been thinking of it lately. Um, this is specifically, um, April, I told you I might talk about this. I've adopted within the past like six Yay. weeks, eight weeks, maybe. It's so good. I've adopted a 
practice that I'm, that I call gratitudes. <laughs> so it's a, I'm, I had a gratitude practice in a journaling. I wasn't super strict about it, but I would, you know, off and on, um, write down things I was grateful for. And then things that I, I called it acknowledging accomplishment. And then I recently took a asynchronous course about illustrated life journaling and decided to apply that to my gratitude practice. And so now I draw what I'm grateful for most nights, not every night. I usually skip, um, Friday and then Shabbat and then do a Sunday wrap up for the weekend. Um, and I have been making art my entire life. Um, and in fact, tried to make a living at it for a little while, very brief little while. Um, and I can get very precious with the work, like, like overworking it and like, just like, I'm, if you could see, if you're listening, I'm, I'm squinching myself up really small right now to get into the finest details. And, um, and it, it doesn't make the art better necessarily, you know, that, that sort of preciousness and this gratitude, grat, I might push back on that. I think it might energetically, but go ahead. It doesn't always, it's like like putting love into cooking. It's like, it's like, it's reminding me of what, what is taught in an Ayurveda about how love transforms like the intention. Anyway, I don't, I don't know. That's flow. not, that's not what I mean by the preciousness ah. though. I, I mean, okay. a, a like a, per, a perfectionism oh, okay. that a Got perfectionism it. that wears out its usefulness. I thought quickly. you meant like, I, I heard preciousness, which I, I understand now as like love, like, no, like that's not what I mean attention. at all. Got it. I mean that sort of like, over emphasis on very mm-hmm. per, yes exactly precision but not in a not in a beneficial way precision mm, more okay. like in a perfectionism kind of way and with these gratitudes the whole point is to be loose you know the whole point is to just quickly capture something um and so like if i and there's words with the images and so if i write something not and realize, oh, that's not what I meant. I just cross it out and keep going um, because the looseness is part of the point. And it's, for me, that is a form of fallow, right? Because there's less of that like precise tending, even though there is still effort. And that's, that. I'm thinking about that um, in based on your framing, April, and thinking about the abundance of summertime, the abundance of... Um, vegetation, but also of sunlight and daylight and, um, free time sometimes, depending on what you do. Um, and I'm just sort of thinking about how we as humans move through those, these seasonal changes and how we can straddle, um, you know, straddle, if I use my art as a metaphor, again, straddle technique and, um, energy or love, uh, to bring what, what you heard versus sort of the, what can get almost clinical in technique. Like how do you kind of work and balance that in the metaphorical sense? That's where I am. I love that. That inspired so many different things. And since I was at my Kohenet retreat and I'm endeavoring to live into more of who I'm becoming. I was closing my eyes for much of what you were saying to, to feel how what you were saying resonated in different parts of my body. And I wanted to reflect a few things back here before we start to 
draw this episode to a close. So I wanted to lift up hmm, some of the things you said around, there were a lot of really juicy, wonderful bits, but um, the way I want to kind of try to start to tie things and weave things together here is to say, is to highlight and lift up what you said about loosening. And this is a really good bit of Torah here, I think. And what I want to invite folks to do, you know, the name of our organization and my broader vision for the work I want to bring into this world is joyous justice. And we've spent a good amount of time talking about joy. Um, And there's a continuum or a pathway that it takes to access joy. And I think one of the key steps along that way is loosening. Um, and I just, there's just a lot of Torah and meaning for me. And in you having said this, obviously we have to shout out, give a shout out to Allie Halpert for Allie's awesome song, Loosen, Loosen. Um, but I like this idea of loose um, and how things are loose in the summer time that bees are buzzing and this is more of a spring thing, but also in the summer and pollen is loosely flowing and flowers are blooming and expanding. And so a nuance here that I want to offer to folks is as hopefully as you have time, you are taking breaks, um, whether it's woven into your day or you're taking a meaningful vacation is to fully allow yourself to loosen And notice what surfaces and ideally, if you can, to access what loosening or save or um, relaxation looks like for you. And I want you to notice and remember this, that I think expansion is very important. I think it's sacred and holy and divine. And in our society, in the context of capitalism, most people think of expansion as this forward, aggressive, kind of toxic, masculine, creating something out of nothing energy. And what I want to point out that part of expansion is actually loosening. We expand when we loosen. And and that to me, that expansion, so the contraction versus expansion, when we open up our bodies, and often I naturally do that more easily in summertime when I'm on the beach and receiving sun or outside that I notice, um, I once learned from a former colleague, I noticed she always walked really erect with her head held high. And at first it struck me as a little weird. And then I started doing it and I noticed how it really shifted my mindset when I had proper form. Mm -hmm. And when I looked upward, I felt more of the sun. I saw more of the sky. And this is something that is more available. And I noticed when I was living on the East coast in the winter time, that this was near impossible to shield ourselves, to shield myself from the wind and the cold and to make sure my neck, my scarf was covering Mm. as much of my um, neck and, you know, upper neck and chin and lower face as I could. And that it was hard for me to have that. And so I want us to leverage the seasonal time to be in a process of letting go and loosening and expanding. And as you're savoring different summer experiences, whether it's around contraction or exhilaration, I want you to remember the racial justice guiding principle of Simcha 
and notice that this is, that that is either simcha or it's on a continuum or a pathway toward that. And notice how it feels in your body when you're not thinking about and racial justice. Just very quickly, simcha Please. means joy. Thank you. Yeah. So, so as you're loosening and having time or breaks, which hopefully God willing you will have because we've been in two years of the pandemic and we've started to come out and the pandemic is still, um, it's still out there. It's still yeah. out there. I was going to say raging. Raging is a little strong because it's been tampered. It's still very, it's that, maybe still not though. Momentum. People are, yeah, people are still, um, cases are on the rise again. So, right. And there's yeah. not as much fatality, but so it's still, so, thank God. Yes. So, but so, but still, but we are, it seems to me energetically and what I've learned from different, well, what I've learned from some of my mystic, you know, that we're, we're on a descent, but anyway, we've survived these things and it's summertime. And so there's more opportunities for us to do things that bring us joy, whether we formally have time for a big vacation, or if it's just spending 10 minute or 20 minute breaks outside in the sun, reading a book or listening to music or doing whatever, or, or a podcast. <laughs> Thank you. Or a wonderful podcast with your buddies, April and Tracy, as well as a range of other brilliant, magnificent folks. Um, good point. Nice touch there. So there's a little bit more here. And so I also had a theme. So um, the expansion loosening and feel into that and remember how that feels because I find a number of folks, especially white folks, but also other folks in general, as we're navigating trauma and or guilt and or a number of which guilt is not really helpful. So I want, uh, you know, maybe we can do another episode about that at some point because I want folks to be able to move through that because that serves no one. It's a helpful moment on the journey and we need to move through it. But I find in the context of racial justice work, people have a hard time accessing what mm -hmm. joy might look like. Yeah. And so I just mm -hmm. want you to one, make the most of this joy and actually us bringing our attention to the savoring, the sweet mango, the walking on the beach, the friend who's able to actually, visit. Juneteenth feels like a really good rem reminder for that g given you know, all that we're saying, like thinking about that, that moment of if we are going to Thank give you, meaning, me. <laughs> weave. if we're going to give meaning to the, to and not just another sale, like let's actually take a page from Jewish tradition and think about ourselves as if, as if we were getting that news. What would that feel like? Think about that joy, right? What was that joy uh, for those well, folks actually, on Juneteenth? And I'm going to go further and say for me, in terms of someone who wants much more of Juneteenth, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. right? Like notice how this is actually really for those, and it, this may or may not resonate, but notice how it feels this summer as you're savoring. I want to shift this dynamic and contradict the message that we don't get to thrive when they're suffering and shift it to I hold both of these things. And sometimes I put one or the other on the shelf when I'm focusing. And in the meantime, these things, this is the whole point of Joyce Justice, are integrative and informative of the other. And that I want us to enjoy as much as each of us can in the ways that we can, summer with abandon and notice in our minds and maybe even think the thought. It might not look quite like this, but I am feeling part of what liberation feels like right now. And I'm going to remember this so that as I continue my work, I'm going to be looking for goals and targets and ways of working 
where I'm getting, where I'm either accessing this feeling or moving in this direction. Because where we're headed is where we are thriving and healthy and doing well and interconnected. And a number of things that summer models for us in ways that aren't educational, that aren't a workshop, that are, are organic and raw and fresh and sweet and messy in the best of ways. And our justice work can look like that. So in the spirit to leap off of what Tracy said and take it farther, because I think that key is important to remember that moment of freedom is also, and to feel into the ease and joy we will feel having done the work that we need to do increasingly effectively. And also I would like to add, while I mostly like to be in the space of um, both appreciative inquiry and like pointing out where are the places where we can strengthen and evolve. Also this summer, as we're savoring these things for the purposes of remembering in our bodies and in our hearts, what loosening and freedom feels like, what it feels like is also hopefully in ways that are true. And this could get a little tricky in ways that are true, noticing the great work we've done over this Shemitah year, spiritually, professionally, and it obviously, the law of unfinished business is very much in effect. We likely didn't finish various things. There's more work to be done. But as we're savoring these things, I want us to remember too, um, one, as humans we as, and as emanations of the divine, we just are worthy of savoring no matter what. And I want us, instead of feeling guilty when we savor, to say this is in service of my justice work in general, and this is a reward for that specific moment, I was brave for taking this risk. I We made this mistake and we took a risk and we also furthered different things. And I want to celebrate that. And so, um, and in doing that meaningfully, and I think what we will find, I, hopefully also what you will find in this is that it actually might inspire you at times when you feel this good to take some constructive action because you're in your power and you're in your joy and be able to leverage these last few months of the Shemitah year and the lead up to Rosh Hashanah to connect with different folks, to do things that are brave, to experiment and give ourselves everything we need so that we are nourished and proud and full as we enter a time of reflection. So happy summer, happy Juneteenth, the United States, and may you um, be surrounded by metaphorical and literal flowers and juiciness and color as you allow yourself in the ways that you feel safe and comfortable to do so, to loosen and dream and savor. Amen. Can you hear its own? Thanks for tuning in. Our show's theme music was composed by Elliot Hammer. You can find this track and other beats on Instagram at Elliot Hammer. If this episode resonated with you, please share it and subscribe. To join the conversation, visit JewsTalkRacialJustice.com, where you can send us a question or suggestion, access our show notes, and learn more about our team. Take care until next time and stay humble and keep going.